This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, we have a great privilege today on this fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time because the church gives us the Beatitudes, the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. Here we have the Word of God himself teaching us how to be happy. Beatitudo just means joy, happiness. We look to all sorts of gurus and self-help guides and teachers to um, show us the way. Well, the heck with them. We've got the Word of God himself showing us the way. Notice, please, how this passage begins. Matthew is writing most likely to a Jewish audience, and he has a lot of references to the Old Testament. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He goes up the mountain like Moses, who went up Mount Sinai to get the old law, the Ten Commandments. Now Jesus goes up a mountain and there teaches these new commandments, the eight Beatitudes. He sits down because that was the attitude of the teacher in the ancient world. We think of teachers standing at podiums or at lecterns, but in the ancient world you sat when you were teaching and your disciples sat at your feet quite literally. That's the image here. After he had sat down, his disciples came to him. Well, see, Imagine yourself in that crowd of disciples. Christ the teacher is seated. He's about to speak. And there you are at his feet listening. It's a moment of great solemnity, of great gravity and importance. He gives us, of course, these eight beatitudes, eight paths, if you want, to joy. Can I suggest a way to read them? looking first at the more positive formulations, and then, if you want, at those more negative or confounding, counterintuitive recommendations. I would suggest the central beatitude is this one. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Who is God? Throughout the Bible, Old Testament and New, God is characterized as tender mercy. The Hebrew there is chesed. St. John in the New Testament will say, God is love. That's what God is. Do you want to be happy? Well, then you want the divine life in you. That's, friends, the whole Bible. Everything else is a commentary. That's the Bible. How to get the divine life in you. The divine life is mercy, chesed, Love. That's why blessed are the merciful. More to it, they will be shown mercy. You know what that means, I think? It's that spiritual physics I talk about a lot. When you 
allow the divine life to flow through you, you become conformed to mercy, what happens is more divine mercy enters your heart. The more of it you give away, the more of it you've got. That's a basic principle in the spiritual order. So blessed, happy are you if you are merciful. People right now listening to me who feel sad, a little bit lost, full of anxiety, here's the formula. Be merciful. Find a way to show compassion. Your joy will increase. Relatedly now, Jesus says, blessed are the clean of heart, the pure of heart, some translations say, or the single-hearted. You know what that means? How happy you are if your heart, that means the center of you, is focused clearly and cleanly and uniquely on God and his mercy. Now, your life can be very busy, very complicated, but your heart must be in one place. And that's the divine mercy. What makes a lot of us unhappy is we're divided. We're not single-hearted. We're here and there. What am I finally about? Well, today it's this, tomorrow it's that. It won't work. You've got to be single-hearted, clean of heart. And relatedly, blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. What do you hunger and thirst for? Well, I mean, we hunger and thirst for lots of things. Just think of your basic physical hungers and thirsts in the course of a day. And we're not talking about that, though. We're talking about what do you hunger and thirst for at the deepest ground of your life? Again, where's your heart? What is the most abiding and powerful desire in you? It must be for righteousness. That means doing the will of God. It's not my will that matters finally. Not my purposes, my plans. It's righteousness. It's God's will that matters. Do I hunger and thirst for that above all? If I do, I'll be happy. I will be satisfied. The trouble is we hunger and thirst with our hearts for things that aren't God, that aren't the divine life. And that's precisely why we're not satisfied. Are the people listening to me right now who say, I'm, I experience deep dissatisfaction in my life? This could be why. You're hungering and thirsting for the wrong things. Then the last of these positive Beatitudes, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Again, there's our spiritual physics. If you have the divine life in you, you're allowing God's mercy to flow through you. That mercy is increasing in you, and then you give that away. And then you get more of it. You give that away. Before you know it, you've become a font of the divine mercy. And you know what that does? That turns you, ipso facto, into a peacemaker. Most of us sinners radiate the opposite of peace. We're hung up 
on our egos, our hurt feelings, our resentments, our fears and envies. So you know what we do? We radiate around us unhappiness. But, but, if you allow the divine life to surge through you, you say, my life every day will be about mercy. It'll be about showing forth God's life. I'll be single-hearted. I'll hunger and thirst for righteousness alone. What will happen by that spiritual physics is you'll become a peacemaker. You will radiate around you peace and joy and connection. You see it, don't you, in the lives of all the saints. The saints in all their diversity, their variety, they have this in common, though. They make peace. Okay? Those are the first four, not in Jesus' order. I'm giving them kind of a new order here, I suppose. The more positive Beatitudes. But then we turn to these more negative or counterintuitive Beatitudes. But they're tightly related. Here's why. Thomas Aquinas said, we typically find four substitutes for God. Money, pleasure, power, and glory. Money, pleasure, power, and glory are the four things we seek in place of God. So listen now to Jesus. Is money your problem? Wealth is what you seek in the place of God? Well, then blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is not a glorification of economic poverty. It's rather a formula for detachment. How blessed you are, how lucky, how happy you'll be if you are detached from material things. See, because then you can hunger and thirst for righteousness. Listen, then there's room in your heart for the tender mercy of God. And, and if you have some wealth, nothing wrong with that in itself, you'll know what to do with it. You'll use it as a means of expressing God's mercy. How about if pleasure is your poison? Pleasure is the problem. It's what you seek in place of God. Jesus says, strangely, anomalously, counterintuitively, blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Please don't read that as a valorization of depression. It's not a sort of masochistic recommendation. Make yourself unhappy. No, no, this is all about beatitudo, happiness. I would read it this way. How blessed, lucky, happy you are if you're not addicted to or attached to pleasure. If you're detached from pleasure, then you can allow the divine mercy to surge through you. You can do God's will, even when it means doing that will will make you anything but joyful, pleasured. Thirdly, Power is your poison. Power is what you seek in place of God. Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Don't think of this as a recommendation to be uh, namby-pamby. I mean, say what you want about Jesus, but you'd never say, if you finish one of the Gospels, here's someone who's namby-pamby. That's not what meek means here. I think it means, how blessed are you, happy are you, lucky are you, if you are detached from power. Power is not what you are seeking with your heart. 
You're seeking with your heart righteousness, the will of God. And then if you get power, you'll know what to do with it. The trouble is people start seeking power with all their heart and then they get wrecked. No, no. How lucky you are if you're detached from power. You're meek. And lastly is honor your problem. You're seeking honor with all your heart. That's a recipe for disaster. So, blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Not masochism, but a program for detachment. Are you detached from, willing to let go of, the approval of others? Then you can allow the divine life to surge through you. If you can kick the love for honor out of the central place in your heart, then into that place can come the tender mercy of God. And now, now you're a conduit of grace. Now you're a peacemaker. What we've got here, friends, is the program. This is it. You're unhappy? Look at this text. It'll show you the way to happiness. The four things that you should be about positively, the four things you should avoid negatively. Walk this path, says the Lord Jesus, and you'll find not worldly success, probably the opposite. You won't be necessarily honored in the eyes of the world, maybe the opposite. You won't have power in the worldly sense, maybe the opposite. But you will have joy, and that's what we want. Pay attention to this great program in the Christian life. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the Catholic Church's best messengers. Every day, everywhere.